0: Welcome back to another edition of the Teardown. My name is Jeff Buck, and I'm along with my coworker Jordan Bianchi in the same room in person. Wow. For the first time in
1: a year. How are you, Jordan? I'm wonderful. I can't believe I'm actually looking at your smiling face.
0: I'm smiling because we are doing a post race podcast in person. It's been so long. It's been, uh, I mean, we're usually doing this virtually and, and calling each other and li- listening through headphones and balancing out different levels of different mics, and now here we are speaking into the same uh, recorder, albeit uh, I have a super long mic cord. Uh, I think this is a 10-foot mic cord, so that you are far away from me, but I can still hear you just fine, <laughs> and uh, man, you know, here we are. It's Tuesday night. We're back in Daytona International Speedway. We just watched The Clash. And we get to do a post-race podcast. So yes, I'm, I am excited. Uh, I'm definitely pumped about this. Lots to talk about fun race. That was a good race. You know, okay. F- you know, we, we, uh, we went to uh, lunch today mm-hmm. and you know, I said, let's remind people on this podcast <laughs> after this race is probably going to be boring or uneventful tonight. Let's remind them how the, the clash wasn't very good last year. And you know, I, I felt last year they either need to get rid of the clash, um, or, or take it off the oval, I guess. I mean, I guess I, I guess my take was last year, just get rid of the crash, the clash. Um, cause it was the crash last year. I mean, you'll have to remember, uh, it was a total clown show, uh, wreck fest, the winner, Eric Jones got pushed to the finish line by his lap down teammate, Denny Hamlin and Jones car was completely, you know, destroyed pretty much. Um, anyway. It just it just wasn't good, so uh, they ended up moving it to the to the road course this year, this year because they thought that it was going to be uh, the next gen car. Yep. Um, so this was a pre COVID decision. And it was
1: there originally wasn't a, a road course Daytona points race two weeks afterwards either, which a little now it's a little bit redundant.
0: And there wasn't one last August. Yeah. You know when when they it was fresh, it was new. This it was, was going to be the first time they'd ever yeah. done this, right? Yeah. So now it's like, oh, we're doing this again in uh, a week. And we also did it last August, but you know, still. So anyway, I, I had low expectations. I did too.
1: My bar was really low for this yes, because the low, low. race last August it wasn't horrible by any means. It just wasn't. It wasn't. Good. It wasn't amazing. Remember,
0: remember the Xfinity race was crazy because they all went off in the corner. and yeah, they missed turn one. Yeah. yeah, and then the cup. We're like the cup race. Everybody's like, oh my god, it's going to be crazy. They have no practice at all. They've never been on this yeah. course, and and it was just kind of like, oh, I guess these guys are good because no, nothing yeah. really happened. You know. Um, My expectations were low for this, and yes. I thought it was
1: going to be one of those things. We saw the winner. It's going to be like a, a one, two-second margin of victory. And then the oh, first absolutely. few laps, I thought, you know, Denny Hamlin jumped on the lead. I'm like, hey, okay, it's kind of going how I thought it might. And, and then, I don't know when it was. I think it was the first caution. Right after that, it flipped. And this race got really interesting. Different strategy calls, different guys going to the back, Chase Elliott coming from the back forward. This was a fun race. I really enjoyed this one a lot.
0: Well, I think what made it fun was... Uh,
1: Before the crash, even. I've liked it.
0: Right, right, sure. No, I, I think that, you know, you had a lot of different leaders because people were making mistakes over and over again. Um, Martin Truex Jr., maybe he was going to run away with it. He makes a mistake. Um, you know, Kurt Busch, when he was leading, now he, he probably wouldn't have won necessarily, but, I mean, he, he sailed Damn. it off in there. He blew it,
1: you Bl- know? Blaney um, on the last lap, though, a couple different times. Overdrove oh, a couple corners. Absolutely. And, I mean, he admitted, I mean, he... He had fresher tires. He should have had enough of a cushion there. but And we saw Chase Elliott, too, a couple times. He bobbled. I mean, it was just a very slippery track with an aero package that really was hard to handle. It made for a very entertaining race.
0: Yeah. I, I And, you know, mistakes are, are good Absolutely. For, for viewers. Um, when it's so – I'm not saying it's so easy to drive, but when, when the guys are all under control enough mm-hmm. that they can just – you know, it's hard to pass and you don't really have – I mean, that's what we, we want to see the interesting stuff and, and have that unpredictability. You don't want to see somebody get out front and go, all right, that guy's going to now check out and he's going to win by five seconds. It and showcases
1: the driver's talent. It really does. It shows the guy who, who can get this done, especially on a road course, and who can be flawless and you know near flawless and who you know doesn't put himself in a bad position and is good enough to overcome those mistakes. Well,
0: we need to talk about the big moment <laughs> of the night, which was, so let's just give our interpretations, I guess, of what happened. So Ryan Blaney, as you mentioned, uh, he makes the pass with a lap and a half to go. he has fresher tires and he had been catching Elliot at that point you're thinking well now he's just gonna sail away yep. instead he you know he locked up his tires twice, uh, overshot a corner, really really left the door open for Elliot. To be there in the first place, so let's get that out of the way. I mean, Especially on the bus
1: stop, because that was his chance, really, to put some distance there, going on the, on the bus stop in the last lap, and he got in there and slid, slid sideways, and that was when Elliott closed up enough where Elliot was in a position then to make a move coming into the final chicane.
0: Now, on the flip side of this, we learned uh, we we've known that that Elliott has something on road courses that the rest don't have, but Joey Logano after the race made a really interesting point. He said that what they've seen is that. Um, Chase Elliott's tires at, at a road course don't fall off nearly as fast as the rest of the field. And because of that, um, you know, that, that sort of long run car, that's another reason why he was able to stay closer to Blaney. The, the tire difference was making a uh, an impact on, you know, the rest of the field where, where Blaney was coming through. But Elliott, that, that didn't hurt his car as much mm. having those old tires. So he was able to stay close and Blaney was obviously giving him some op- opportunities to do so. But so he he comes in there, and, you know, it still looks like Blaney's going to win because he's just got to get through one more corner, similar to the Roval that he ended up winning when the two in front of him uh, crashed. But to me, I think Blaney had that in his mind. He drove it in deep. He left Chase plenty of room because he was thinking, you know, he he's probably going to try something here. I better I better leave, you know, go wide here. And he still got taken out. So... <laughs> To me, I could understand why Blaney uh, would be upset there. Anyway, uh, Chase doesn't win the race either. Chase ends up spinning him. Uh, Blaney gets wrecked. Chase slows down enough, and then Kyle Busch, who's wh- was third, just sails past both of them, steals the <laughs> win out of nowhere. And uh, man, so what, so what? What's your interpretation of, of that move that Elliott pulled? That, fair the, game is, it's it, fair. What is it? That's
1: that's expected. That's why. We've seen it at the Roval. We've seen it here. That's why that chicane is there, and that's why it partly is in that position is because it is a way to close the gap and for guys to put a bumper to somebody if they get close enough, and that's exactly what we saw. And I think anytime a driver's leading and he's got the guy right behind him going into a, a chicane like this, you know it's coming. That, that's what that's what. That's there for. That's That's the move you make is you get your bumper to him and you move him out of the way, and that's what we've seen.
0: Okay, here's here's what I think. I don't think in a chicane like that, similar to the Roval, how do you put the bumper to someone there and just, quote, move them out of the way? I think people think they can do it, but I think any contact there is going to result in a spin because the way that the car is turning, the way oh, the lead yeah. car is turning through, if you make contact with his back bumper at all, you're in, on his inside. Yeah.
1: It's going to hook him.
0: You're going to spin him. Yeah, no, I agree. So Elliot, now, uh, you know, I will say, you know, full disclosure, he called my question dumb after the race, said this is a dumb question.
1: Why do you ask dumb questions?
0: But I said, you know, are you going into that corner with the full intention of making, like, a clean pass there? You know, he said, oh, of course I wasn't trying to wreck him. That's a dumb question. I said, yeah, okay, but are you not trying to – Is there you know, it's an exhibition race. You're not – no thought of using the bumper there? He said, well, yeah um, you know, yeah, you, you know, use the bumper there. If you're not trying to win, I mean, what am I here for kind of thing? And Blaney acknowledged that, said, you know, I knew he's going to make him make a big move. You know, he's a competitor. We're just as hard of competitors as we are good of friends. But he said, I'm obviously not happy with him. I, I can completely understand why Blaney would not be happy with him because, you know, how much, what else is Blaney supposed to do there? Blaney left him all the room in the world, instead of just completely just letting him pass you on the inside, Blaney is, is I mean, going to get taken out. I don't think Elliott is making that corner. No. And I think no matter what contact he, you know, of course he said, I, yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to wreck him. I wasn't trying to wreck him. But you're going to end up taking him out there. You're going to end up spinning him for the win. But, but you know, I, so I, I guess I don't buy that, you go in there, and you're just thinking, "I'm going to drive us clean and make a clean pass there." Because I, you I don't can't make
1: a clean pass, and I don't think you can. You, it's going to be a physical.
0: But that's what he said. My he said my question was dumb because I, I,
1: you I just ask dumb questions. I don't know.
0: No, but I, I just, I don't think <laughs> you feel that, very defensive. Well, I, I'm just saying, like I, I think that I don't think anybody can do it.
1: No, I don't think you can either. I think as soon as Blaney had the issue in the back on the, on the bus stop on the backstretch, to me, you could see what was coming a mile away. Like Elliot so was. So
0: really, so you okay? So I, I I had almost typed this, and I I I had partially typed and deleted it because it got so exciting. I said I was gonna type. I wish I had because it would have been a freezing cold take. <laughs> um, I don't expect Elliot to do anything here in terms of being physical because. Uh, it's his one of his best friends, if yeah. not his best friend. So I, I was like, you know what? If it was somebody else, Kyle Bush, Elliot could do it. But I was like, he's not going to rough up Blaney. There's no way he roughs up Blaney. And then he takes him out.
1: <laughs> yeah, the only way you don't do it, though, is you would almost have to back off intentionally. It would have been very obvious. Because as close as they were, because they were basically nosed... Wait, you t-
0: mean drive clean? Just be a clean
1: driver? You can't... He would have had to ba- back off going into that, uh, the final chicane. To make sure you don't hit them, because just you basically is basically you're throwing up your hands in the air and saying you win the race, congratulations. Because you can't go in that corner hard and carry speed through there, and the as close as they were, and Blaney stumbled a little bit, you're gonna have contact. It's inevitable. But
0: but so okay, but it goes back to the point: can you have contact in that corner without spinning someone out? No. So so really, using our logic here, the two options are either go into that corner and say, okay, I'm not gonna make contact good race. I'm going to settle for second. I yep. didn't get it done or I'm going to spin this guy out. Yeah. I mean, are those your two options? Yeah, those
1: are it. Okay. So I don't, I don't see
0: what <laughs> So but that's what I'm going back to. So y- so he's going into that he's going into that turn saying, "Okay, I'm going to spin out. I'm going to spin out my best friend. Oh well." I think
1: his his logic is I'm going to have to be aggressive here and I'm going to have to go for it and whether That's all s- code what, language though. Yeah, I don't disagree. I was just cuz it's sit.
0: not a short track where you can just do a bump and run in that course. Maybe you can't, maybe somebody that's listening, maybe
1: you're not even thinking about it, but it's subconsciously, whatever. But you, if you're thinking, Hey, I'm going to have to be aggressive here, whether you're acknowledging it or not, you are going to have to move them out of the way.
0: I tell you what, Blaney certainly seems to be on the wrong end of these deals. Uh, a decent amount, um, in terms of somebody else wrecking him and, uh, no? Oh, you're shaking your head. See, that's well, one go, thing about I, being in person. I go back to Jordan's
1: that. going, no, he's shaking well, his head. Well, I go back to twenty eighteen at the Roval. I mean I mean you won a race. A cup series points. No, no, no. Here. I
0: didn't I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like being on the wrong end of a of a finish. I mean like he gets run over people who would be his friends or his teammates yeah I mean Keselowski
1: at Michigan last year did it to him
0: hasn't Logano gotten into Blaney sometimes and yeah
1: I mean it's it's tough I mean Blaney's a very clean driver I mean he's not somebody who's, who's aggressive and maybe that's you know that's and that's something where we've seen kind of chase develop a little bit where chase at one time when he first came in the cup series for the first few years the knock on him was he was not aggressive enough same with Kyle Larson remember for a long time remember at Dover with him and Matt Kenseth it was oh he doesn't want it he's got to go after it you got to be more aggressive you got to be willing to move guys around and I think that's kind of where Blaney's at a little bit and I think there is something to be said of you know there's a fine line between over aggressive and aggressive but you have to kind of be able to stand your ground a little bit and not be afraid of it. we've we've seen Blaney before I think it was in the Xfinity series wasn't with like Kyle Busch at Bristol one year he got into him or something but on the last lap but. It's it is part of a, a driver's ability. Of when do you, when do you hold your ground? How do you be aggressive? We we've seen Martin. The question's been asked to Martin Truex Jr. many times over because he's been a driver who's been, you know, said that he gets kind of taken advantage of a little bit.
0: Well, I you know, tonight though I don't think there's anything Blaney could have done. No. You know, there's nothing you can stand your ground. The only thing is if you want to slow down enough. You know, going into that corner where you're just like, all right, I'm gonna let him get alongside my door and then just door slam him out of the way, like preemptively.
1: Yeah, or like if he's or slow down enough and say, okay, if he's really gonna go after it here, well, he's it's gonna be blatantly obvious that he's like he's gonna have to like completely drive yeah, through me exactly. And again, as soon as that happened on the backstretch, as soon as we saw them get through that that bus stop, and Elliot got and Blaney kind of slid his tires a little bit, and Elliot closed on him, and they were coming through NASCAR three. I mean, man, you just knew it was coming. No, was, I didn't know it was coming. I don't. Know you, you may have. I don't know how you even see that because they were nose to tail. Because like, they're
0: best friends. I'm like, they're, he's not gonna man. take out his buddy. If again, if I, think, I actually else. think
1: it's different because I think it's a non-points race. The mentality's different. It's like ah, it's my buddy. It's an. It's not really. I'm not costing him a regular season win. I'm not costing him playoff points. Whatever. It's a non-points race. Who gives a damn if he? You know, if I, I move him out of the way and he loses, he's not out anything. Would you if if we were in the car? Oh, harpy. I wouldn't even think about it. You would what? I, w- I wouldn't even think about twice about it. I would do it in a heartbeat.
0: No, you wouldn't. Oh, are you kidding me? You wouldn't.
1: I'm. Re- I would do anything to win. No, you wouldn't. Oh, you don't know. I. I am actually offended that you would say that because. No, because you are a
0: very loyal no. person. No, you're a good friend, and when you, we're compe- you,
1: I, I know when we're competing. If you we're, we're we're competing against each other, hell no. You're out. I'm moving you. I ain't gonna think twice about it.
0: What if we're teammates? Sorry. Uh. I'll Oh, about that yeah I'm here to win know oh, about that Jordan I think you're 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 a kind of guy who you you don't want to you know you don't want to make people you don't want to make your friends I'm mad at you. actually
1: offended that you think this because I am actually the most competitive person you'll ever meet
0: but you don't want to make your friends angry with you no
1: my friends know me enough that no in these kind of situations it's all all bets are off I
0: don't know I don't know I, I don't buy this whole thing <laughs> but you know I I guess that said I am glad that um I'm glad in a way that it wasn't a friendship type thing because you know we see too much of that we complain about the driver motorhome lot stuff um so i am glad that you know elliot didn't just go oh well i'm gonna let my buddy win here um i just didn't think that that was the case what we saw from elliot was when what was it uh was it canadian tire motorsports park yeah uh, with, uh, when he Todd Dillon. truck series yeah and he wrecked him on the last yep. corner last lap and then he said i don't race like that yeah and then everybody's like well you kind of <laughs> do um that's this this was that chase elliott right
1: chase elliott is an aggressive driver we've seen it before i mean it's it's he's not uber aggressive he's not a joey legano type aggressive but he is a driver who is certainly we saw it last year at bristol um in the spring we we're the spring race, he is somebody who is is become more confident with who he is, and because of that, he is not afraid to lay a bumper to somebody.
0: Where do they go from here? They just it's, are they having a beer in the motorhome yeah, lot right I, now? I was mean,
1: I was, was kind of walking around the fans on post race, so you've probably had a better view of it. I had a little, I, I saw it from a distance. What was the exchange between them on pit road? I I just saw it from a faint distance.
0: Yeah, so um, they're both of them gave their side of the conversation. Elliot said he went up to Blaney, you know, said, sorry, I didn't mean to wreck you, obviously. And Blaney's response was that, you know, if you're going to do something like that, you know, you better make sure you win.
1: I heard that, but didn't they interact on pit road, though? Did they, like, high five or, like, slap each other on the shoulder when they were done or anything, or...?
0: Uh, I, I didn't see that. I I thought they just walked away when they were okay. done talking or something, but th- yeah. So I mean, maybe they did, but, I, um, I don't think no, there's I, any
1: bad blood. It sounds like it's almost I all, mean, it's
0: well, Blaney said, look, I'm obviously unhappy with them and Blaney said he wasn't going to make the corner.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, it, it happens. I mean, Blaney and Bubba Wallace have gotten on the track before they had a run in the truck series race. They're, they're best friends. You know, it, yeah, these things yeah, happen.
0: No, I, I get that. I, I just, uh,
1: and it's a point you know, and it's a non points race really probably helps. It's East. the
0: situations are reversed. Next week on the road course here, does Blaney just take him out like like a revenge takeout? Not just a oh well, <laughs> like oh I was going for it, but like boom you're gone. I'm sending you. That's a good question.
1: Like can you hold a grudge from like a, a non points race? I feel like of course you can. Uh, he was gonna win. Yeah, this it's race, a race. It's
0: it's race. Well, you are going to be like? Well, that was a. You're like going in the last cor- corner. That was that it's, was a. Uh, non- to me though, race, that so. escalates
1: it to a whole different level of.
0: No, oh, he's like, oh, we're friends. Yeah, I want to win.
1: This is then you now you you're retaliating in a points oh, race. You say
0: hey, sorry, buddy. You got me, buddy. Now well, let's go have another beer. One yeah, up. Yeah,
1: that I beer's mean. probably gonna get thrown at your head.
0: Okay, so where do you draw the line here, Jordan? You're you're saying, oh, I would absolutely do it. I would absolutely do yeah, it. Yeah, I would. I'm
1: a, I would do it absolutely. But I would also. But now agree- if the
0: situations are reversed. You're like, hey, let's pump the brakes
1: here. No, no. Okay. No, you're jumping. To, you're you're mincing words. I'm, putting I'm words saying in your mouth. yes. Um, I'm saying that is if you're blaming, you decide to do that, you have to understand that there are going to be repercussions, and this friendship that we have may be forever changed for a while.
0: Oh, please. Please, if the that's he he just got it done to him. Okay. There's no that's completely fair game to do it back to the other guy okay. without without fear of repercussions. In my opinion,
1: I just think there's a difference between a non points race and a points race because the, the, you'd be it, like,
0: oh, you shouldn't have done that to me then. <laughs> Sorry,
1: I guess I, I just don't see it that way. I mean, it's like, you know, when Jimmy Johnson, you know, got into Paul Menard a few years ago in this race to win the clash. And I was like, it's like Paul Menard 0-1 now to Jimmy Johnson. It's like, no, come on. Let's let's be real here.
0: Kurt and Kyle Bush didn't even like speak at Thanksgiving one year after they got into the All Star race, and that it's, was an exhibition. Yeah,
1: so. and that's that's a million dollar purse too. I mean, it's a little different. There's a little bit more cachet, you know, with winning an All Star race than the class. This is an All Star race. Eh, it's an exhibition. I, to it me, it was an All Star race. It's it's
0: Joey Logano called it an All Star race tonight. That he doesn't said, mean
1: it's right. No offense to Ty Dillon, but this is an All Star race with some guys in it that I don't know if they're all stars.
0: All right. Well. You could say that about the real All-Star Race, too. <laughs> but anyway, um, man, this is uh, what what a
1: kickoff to Speed Weeks here. So you didn't answer the question So what? about, oh, about the sorry. clash. Uh, well, we didn't really talk about it. What do you do with the clash? You, you asked this question post-race. I asked it was really, Kyle Busch. Yeah, it was a really good question. What do you do with the clash from here?
0: Well, you know, here's the thing. Like, obviously, I saw a lot of Twitter feedback tonight as the race was going on, before the race, as it started, after the race, all stuff, saying, man, I wish this was on the Oval. Um, having it on the road course definitely didn't feel normal. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt weird. I kept watching and going, wait, so speed weeks has started. I mean, it's, it, you just couldn't wrap your brain around it because we show up here. It's our first day at the track. There's no Nobody practice. Here. Yeah. There's no vibe. There's no atmosphere at all. None. And, um, you know, we show up, it's still weird. It's still COVID. Right. And then we're like, well, Okay, now they're just racing on the road course, which I had never seen, because I wasn't here in August, right? So I'd never seen in person, them racing mm-hmm. the road course here, except for the Rolex. So it was just odd, like, I don't know. I I was just like, this is Daytona. It didn't feel like normal, but I, I can't tell how much is that, how much is because of this was the clash on a road course instead of the oval or because nothing's normal right now. Sure. So I don't know, I'm sure it was a mix, but it didn't feel right. Now that said, I don't see how you can put it back on the oval uh, anytime soon. You can't put it back on the oval next year when they have the next gen cars, unless you do it of a race of old old gen cars. Yeah,
1: that's the only thing is like you can't.
0: You want to junk your old gen cars that you don't no. old gen? Is that, is that even well? That was
1: the was that that was going to be this year. So we were going to have the it was gonna, the the clash was going to be on the road course, right? And they were going to use they weren't going to use the next gen cars, were they? I think
0: I, I I don't I think they. I think they were. Were they? I don't, no. I don't was know. Was it ever decided? I don't think they ever
1: decided. My understanding though, and don't this is not for official hundred percent. I don't think they were gonna use the next gen cars. I think the idea was is exactly what you said, which was these next gen cars are resource.
0: What? Well, if that's the case, why wouldn't they just go on the oval? I thought they were. I thought the whole reason they were going on the road course was to sort of protect the next gen cars. Was well, it? I thought it was
1: just because they needed change. You might be right. I, I I thought it was because honestly they needed to change of the race, and it just felt kind of redundant. It was something different, and you know road courses are interesting and exciting, and they'd never done Daytona before. You know road course, and I think I'm curious about that. I have to dig a little bit more on that.
0: I would. I would say, if you want to, if you want to put it on the. <laughs> If you if you want to say all right everybody, we're going to have um, a final. This is going to be the send off <laughs> for the the current gen old gen car, and we'll debut the next gen car in the Daytona Five Hundred. We'll wreck all yeah. those two that every, all these people <laughs> just bought. Um, but you could say all right, we're we're gonna we're gonna do this everybody and the the drivers you know they would be like i don't even care i'm just going to wreck the crap out of this car nobody's ever going to use this again that would be a crazy race <laughs> talk on the oval. about <laughs> sending
1: it through the chicane
0: right and then people be like no i was talking oh, about the oval, oval. yeah yeah, yeah. Right. um that's the only re- the way i could see him doing it but but Kyle Busch had a good point in, in answer answering my question he said look you've got to say you, you this race is used to say hey nascar we're still here yeah. we're starting up again i agree with that it's not really like a you know, it's it's just like a. It's a soft open. It it that's a great that's a great way to put it. I mean, how many people on your Twitter this week were like, "Wait, wait, what? It's starting this mm, week?" Yeah. I mean, when I tweeted out the Speed Week schedule tomorrow night, the mm-hmm. clash, people were like, "You mean next week?" I'm like, "No, tomorrow!" Like, yeah. it's it's right now. This is it. The Super Bowl's over. Like, there's no dead week in between this year. Like, this is it. You know, so I think I think you've got to remind uh, the general public. You've got to remind fans. Obviously, it's a condensed week now, so you don't have qualifying the entire week before on that Sunday. Now it's on a Wednesday. Um,
1: I like the schedule, by the way. I think this is smart.
0: I like it. I like it so far. I mean, by the time people hear this, things may have changed. I mean, it's going to be such a condensed week. It is. I
1: just like the fact that if you're a fan, you can come here for the week, and you're going to get racing every single night from Tuesday through Sunday, and it's not spread out, no dead days. I think for a fan who wants to come here and camp and be an event – I think it's great.
0: Okay. Okay. You say that, but you were saying earlier that you didn't really like how Phoenix Championship race was last year because there was not enough build up. You've taken away uh, quite a few days of build up here. I disagree because
1: you've got Tuesday, you've got the Clash. Wednesday, you've got qualifying. So Thursday, that's enough for you. That Thursday, you got the duels, which I think are going to be a tremendous build up. So and then you've got Friday. You know, I do think you're going to get enough build up for that. If you give me a qualifying race for the championship and instead of just jumping into a race, that's a build up to me. That gives me something to talk about. Okay.
0: Well, you know, that's another thing about the clash too, is, is the fact that you have the duels and then obviously 500 miles on Sunday plus, you know, Arca mm-hmm. trucks, Xfinity, you're going to get enough on the oval. It's not like you're being deprived yeah. of the oval or something. So um, I, I'm, you know, again, I, I kind of, I guess I kind of go back to either getting rid of the clash, but, but I understand Kyle Busch's point of you need something to remind people um, that you yeah. Everybody's here. So, okay. So there you go. Like either, you know, I saw a uh, Matt Weaver tweet something like
1: running a new Smyrna. I'm shocked. He didn't know he didn't. He <laughs> tweeted that. He would never like advocate he for did short tweet track. That. He did I'm tweet stunned. that. I'm stunned.
0: But I don't think that would work necessarily either because that would actually make people go, well, dang, why don't we run here more often? Like they should run point. You know, that, yeah, that, that would be is, like people would like to see short tracks.
1: Yeah, and listen, we all want short tracks. We love short tracks. The problem with that is, I love that track. It's great. It doesn't have safer barriers, and do you need them? At a half mile, it's semi-banked. I just feel like it. Op- I I do. I mean, I'm, I have a kid of safer barriers on on paved oval tracks, and I just think if you open the door and you're going to a track and it doesn't have safer barriers, all of a sudden, how are you going to tell another track you you know you need to tra- you know we we can't race there because you don't have safer barriers? Well, you did it here. It's just to me, if you're going to have an oval race. On uh, on asphalt or you know paved surface, you have to have safer barriers.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, I I wasn't endorsing it. I I just don't think. I think you you've got to be at the big track. You've got to be. You got do. to do something here.
1: Honestly, if you're gonna do that, you're better off doing the the, the short track they did on the backstretch a few years ago when they you know for the and N series. Battle at the beach. Yeah, the battle at the beach. The, you're better Former off.
0: Kyle Larson <laughs> took wreck, out wrecked the guy. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah.
1: better off doing it back there than than doing it anywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, man, uh, so here we are. Uh, we're in Daytona. Um, you know, let's let's get some predictions going here. First of all, Jordan, it's time to predict the was it a good race poll
1: <laughs> for uh, the Clash. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. This is fun. My favorite part of the show. New me, new year. So excited for this. You
0: say you're going to have a different attitude this year. I, am I excited don't for believe this. it. I
1: was counting down the minutes for this. Let's do this. I don't believe it. I at am going to say 79% are going to love this race.
0: Well, I was gonna say eighty. Um, <laughs> is that a is that a jerk move to just it's go that your close? mo? It's okay. I mean, we we can just well if that's the case, you know, we should definitely make just an over under number this year. Like, if we're gonna be close on something, I don't I don't want to be like to box you in if you were thinking it was gonna be higher or lower. So, I mean, you know, we can do like an over under eighty. If you want,
1: I'm just happy that we're doing this poll. So whatever you want to do is fine oh, by me. Oh,
0: please don't act like you've had like a lobotomy and you don't care no, about it new anymore. You, new year, new me. You know, no, like, like, uh, let's get your competitive spirit going. What? How do you want to handle this? I mean, do you want to do over/under? You want to stick with 79 or what?
1: I'll take 79. You take your 80, and we'll just call it a day.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I, I really was going to say 80. Maybe we should almost write a number down and then show it at the same time. <laughs>
1: that would be great if we did podcasts every week and face-to-face. But that, that's, that's true.
0: We're usually on the phone. We're usually <laughs> on the phone. Yeah, this is, uh, we're going to only do two of these. <laughs> yeah. and we're have another long break. We'll see you
1: for in a year.
0: Yeah, right, right. Um going be nice. We need that well, break. Anyway, uh, all right, so that, that'll be the prediction for that. Now let's get some Daytona 500 predictions. We haven't really talked about this Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: um, do you have a, a prediction? Have I do. I mean,
1: I, I really am, and I really get tired of the talk of the, the super speedway races are crapshoot and anybody can win them. And, I, and there's tr- some truth in that, and it's a lot of luck involved, and sure. But you look at the guys who typically do well in these races. Denny Hamlin's won the Daytona 500 two years in a row. Ryan Blaney is darn good in these races. Won at Talladega's a couple times. Almost won Daytona 500 last year. These guys, there's, the, the same guys, tend to be in the mix over and over again. Logano's in the mix, you know Keselowski at times. William Byron, I like Blaney a lot. He's really good in these races. The Ford guys, especially the Penske guys, work extremely well together. Um, he puts himself in a position, knows how to make moves. He's come close before. I like Blaney. I'll tell you
0: who's gonna win this, Jordan. Eric Almarola.
1: You know what? I was actually a, a former colleague of ours, David Smith, and I were talking about this this week because, and I'll tell you about Eric Almirola, Tampa Bay, baby.
0: That's what I'm saying. Tampa Bay. It's it's like the city of champions. The Rays, right
1: the Lightning, the Bucks, Eric Almirola, absolutely. And you know, it fits it, perfectly with that storyline. And two career Cup wins. They have come at Daytona. They've come at Talladega. He is another driver who doesn't get credit for. He is very good in these races.
0: Well, and and you think about, um, you know. The year that, I mean, he, he was he was going to be up there for the win with mm-hmm. Austin Dillon. Yeah, I mean, he was Remember leading going in turn three, right. and then
1: he got taken out. Or I don't know how you want to look at yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, but I
0: was trying to. I don't. I, don't, I still don't know how exactly. How to <laughs> I don't I, mean, no, I think he got taken out, but he was okay with it. Yeah, they it's, they're the racing. Win. I mean, you know. he was going to win that one. Uh, he's won some truck uh, truck race, at least one at uh, Talladega. Talladega. Yep, with we'll guy. Maybe driving. two. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, the guy is a good plate racer. He's going to be there at the end. He's going to have a good car. Um, a
1: Ford driver, too, and the Ford guys, they are – I mean, I know that all the manufacturers get together and everything, but the Ford guys tend to really kind of get their act together in these things.
0: Yeah, so uh, Eric Almirola, uh, I'll pick. say Daytona 500. Now, Jordan, we made our picks for the playoffs um, on on the Yep. We have all of our 16 drivers there. We picked our best bets for the final four. Um, have you thought about a champion you want to pick a champion I don't
1: think you can I just honestly I don't think you can in this format I think you can pick four guys that get to the final and then honestly it's
0: well we can pick a champion and then if we're wrong nobody will remember this podcast and if we're <laughs> right we can bring it back at the end um,
1: of the year if I was gonna pick a champion I'd probably go Logano. I really think he's gonna have a the second year with Paul Wolf they're gonna hit on it Logano is really He's a a guy who doesn't get enough credit for how good he is Everywhere I think he's going to have a monster year And I really believe this Um, I think Chase Elliott's going to have a monster year I think Chase Elliott this year Is going to have a Kevin Harvick, Danny Hamlin-esque season Wow Um, We've just seen Chase Elliott really emerge Every kind of track I know we talk about road courses and everything But we're talking Phoenix We're talking road courses We're talking Speedways, Dover, Kansas type tracks He wins everywhere now and he's becoming more mature, Hendrick appears to be on the upswing again and kind of back to that level. If Hendrick has got there, if Hendrick is as good as we think they're going to be, I think Chase Elliott wins six, seven races this year and is a factor in the championship all the way to Phoenix.
0: I think he's going to win the championship. I don't. I think it's a great yeah, pick. That, that's going to be my pick because, I mean, when you when you think about uh, what Alan Gustafson gave him uh, at, at Martinsville and Phoenix last mm-hmm. year, it's the same that's setup this year. That's a great point, Martinsville, Um, you know, if you can just get him to that round and you think, wow, Chase Elliott's going to have, you know, if he, if he's done it before and it's the same rules package, um, I could, I could see it unfolding that way. Again, Uh, I, I'm not going to bet against him. I think he's going to have a great year, like you said, for all the reasons you said so. That's that's gonna be my championship pick. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's really hard to repeat in this. I think him getting the final four is really good, and who knows at Phoenix? But I I, I do like him to win the. Ch- I mean, I think he's certainly in the mix.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Jordan, big news here on on the old uh, podcast, um, and that is that the next podcast in your feed on the teardown for those of you listening in your various podcast feeds is not going to be the Daytona Five Hundred podcast, but it's going to be. A 12 questions, which oh. you haven't seen in the Teardown That's podcast. Nice.
1: That's a nice little bonus.
0: Yeah, so um, what we're doing is for the athletic subscribers, the 12 questions each week is still going to come out. The written version is still going to come out on Wednesday. The podcast version Very behind cool. the paywalls also still going to come out Wednesday. But then each Friday, after a couple days have gone by, we're going to put the audio version of the 12 questions interviews in the teardown feed right here, same feed, nothing different, just like this feed was converted from the old Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast when I was with jeffgluck.com. And I used to put everything in one feed. Uh, Those will be in the feed as well for free. Um, So hopefully you guys are excited about that and can listen to the 12 questions this year. I think it's really uh, fun to listen to some of them rather than read. Obviously, some of them are you know, better reading, whatever I feel like. I mean, it, it's it's depends on the driver, but I'll tell you what, this first one that we have coming up on Friday, uh, Joey Logano starting off the season. Really excited about uh, the twelve questions with him, and I, I think people will like it. I think it was a great interview, so I'm excited for people to hear it. Tear down listeners, um, if you're a, an Athletic subscriber, um, you know, find that on the site starting Wednesday when you may hear this. Uh, otherwise, everybody else. Um, check it out friday right here in this feed so you do
1: a great job with the 12 questions every year it Thank amazes me how it. you come up with those questions because you always find something unique
0: I'm, I'm excited to see how some people answer this this year's version i hope it, they're not total flop so um yeah we'll just we'll just have to uh, i don't want to spoil anything so <laughs> everybody check back in your feeds please friday and give that one a listen see if, see if you like this year's questions what else jordan i mean i'm so excited to be back in the same room with you i don't want to Press stop on the podcast. And
1: no, I think it's uh, important to say we got a lot of great stuff on the athletic that's gone up already. You had a great thing with Bill Elliott about Chase Elliott and kind of Chase's taking that next step in his career. Definitely check that out. Got to look back on the 20 year anniversary of the 2001 Daytona 500. Uh, I think if people check that out, they're going to like it as well. And I don't know if we're going to give stuff away, but I think you, we've got some stuff for later this week that people are going to enjoy as well.
0: Yeah, I've been working really hard on a story that's coming out Friday. Uh, I don't want to awesome. Jinx anything here. I'll knock on wood Ouch, there. That hurt. Um, you knocked on wood too hard, Jordan. Um, but <laughs> yes, Jordan's story about uh, the 2001 Daytona 500 and talking to um, so many of the key media members who were there that day from TV, the TV people to the radio people to writers, um, how they covered the death of Dale senior. And, and I mean, that was really, I mean, I'm telling you, you got to read that. Uh, if you guys haven't read that, it was—I was like spellbound by it. Um, just seeing what people said about it, um, really good stuff. I've—I've I've even gotten people, you know. Sometimes people like send you a text and compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey Jeff, I really enjoyed that thing you wrote this week. The texts have been, hey Jeff, I really enjoyed that thing Jordan wrote.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell me about those texts. That's good. <laughs> I look forward to that.
0: So uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been cool to see that the reception for that. So that's great. Uh, we're really excited about this season and what we have coming up. So please check us out on theathletic.com, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back uh, Sunday. I hope it's Sunday. I hope it's not rained out. Have <laughs> you like seen the
1: forecast? I, I you know it's, it's way too Things it's changed. way too yeah. Things it's way too early. Um, People are already dreading it though.
0: Yes, but anyway. Either way, we'll be back and uh, be excited to talk with you more again in person. As you can tell, it's certainly uh, a joy for us to be back at the track um, you doing great. our jobs. You know, it's it's uh, it makes you feel good. It makes you, you know, all this stuff, you know, it look it, it's we've managed we've managed behind our computer screens and through Zoom and watching on TV and, you know, just only covering stuff from the press box. But when when you can come in in the media center and and see people and see Kyle Bush struggling with the Zoom technology can we talk about that for a second sure that uh, was is that
1: no. not one of the most now i feel can, bad because can we give Kyle Bush credit though too cuz uh-huh. i mean we there's a perception of Kyle Bush that he's temperamental and has a short fuse he handled the, the post-race media session where there was all sorts of technical issues he handled that pretty damn well
0: absolutely absolutely and i hope that um our uh, our buddies there who uh, we're not picking on them who, who set happens. up the press conference. Uh, it, it was one of those classic, you know, 2021 <laughs> Zoom technology problems. But, you know, basically after the press conference, the press conference tonight, they NASCAR is used to. Um, I mean, they, they've only done this once at Phoenix where they, they bring the person. They bring the winner in, in person. Yeah. Right, instead of doing a zoom from their they motor did it, home they, or whatever, IMSA did it too. I mean, the, the, Rolex, yeah, right. the Rolex, yeah, the Rolex too. So yeah, it's there's so a little they're bit of trying to balance the 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 people who were here live, the media who are here live. They're trying to balance that, uh getting them something in person so they can ask questions in person, with doing the zooms. And unfortunately, the 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 zoom, you know, the microphone in the media center wasn't really coordinating with the actual computer screen that they had brought in. So Kyle Bush is having to. Hold this laptop out as far as he can from himself with one hand while answering the questions. Then somebody like I would ask a question and the people (laughs) on the Zoom couldn't hear. So Kyle would say, "Okay, yes, Jeff Gluck has a question and he asked me this and then he would he would say his answer while looking at the computer instead of me. It was very awkward. Uh, but yes, he, like you said, he handled it well. It was an Very all-timer. Well. Uh, Very well. Press conference. I'll, I'll never forget that press conference just because it was it was wacky, and I hope that and people then there was will a really laugh bad about it someday. I'm sure there. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. But
1: <laughs> it, it's and Bob it's, but didn't put his hand down. They kept calling on Bob.
0: Yes, they kept calling. They called on Bob after they after he left the room because <laughs> you put your hand up on Zoom <laughs> and then he came back and, and he still like, didn't put his hand down. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, Oh my gosh. Bob listens
1: to this. So God, Bob, we love you. So
0: imagine, imagine even trying to describe this to someone one year ago. (laughs) Oh, and then the zooms and then the mask, he had to pull his mask or, you know, it's just like, Oh wow. Wow. What a, what a world we're living in everybody. I'm sure we didn't even do that. That justice in trying to describe it just now. But anyway, look, we're all, we're all just trying to do the best we can as, as all of you are as well with your, with remote learning or remote work or, whatever you're dealing with with your families but we appreciate you uh taking the time to listen to us here on the teardown. We were just talking about it again at lunch today how lucky we feel that we have like really some a loyal, loyal group of listeners. You know, when when uh I tweeted a picture of Jordan and I uh at at um lunch we you know, you guys were like, "Man, you know, uh, the 10-foot rule referring to uh stuff we had talked about on this podcast about his his cologne I mean like months ago people were pulling that out or or asking about on the last podcast where I told Jordan no you know we know we can't give a hug only elbow bumps I mean people are you know it's like wow people are really listening to this this is really cool so we appreciate all of you you know uh, you downers out there so uh, anyway we're excited to be back obviously I keep rambling here and uh, we'll we'll uh, be back with you after the zone 500 Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time on the terror.